Since 2004, Iowa livestock farmers have turned to the coalition to support Iowa's farmers for free, confidential, and expert assistance in raising livestock responsibly and successfully. Join us at the fence line to hear from industry experts and farmers about topics important to livestock agriculture here in Iowa. The fence line, where the gates always open. Bob Quinn here with another edition of The Fence Line. The Fence Line is a production of the Coalition to Support Iowa's Farmers. They're the livestock folks here in the state. If you have questions about livestock operations moving forward on your farm, or maybe you're thinking about bringing some young people back into the operation, or want to talk about rules and regulations when it comes to things like manure management, the Coalition to Support Iowa's Farmers should be your first call. Now you can find out more about the Coalition at supportfarmers.com. One thing we do on the big show is cooperate with the Coalition on many different programs. One of those is the Farming for Your Future Friday. This is an opportunity to work with some of those folks who support the Coalition and find out more about their operation and, more importantly, look into the year ahead from the aspect of their particular farming area. Today we're working with the Iowa Corn Growers. We recently did a broadcast on the Steve Kuiper Farm near Otley, Iowa. Now the Kuiper's farm around Lake Red Rock. We were there late fall, which would have been a good day to do some harvest had it not rained a couple of inches. And it was a cold day as well. Let's catch up with Steve Kuiper. I'll tell you what, we are here on behalf of the uh, Coalition Support Iowa's Farmers today and the Iowa Corn Growers Farming for Your Future Friday. And uh, a couple of days ago, it uh, would have been a nice warm day to be out here. We're outdoors. We're with uh, uh, Steve Kuiper. We're on his farm. Steve, you're near uh, Otley, Iowa. And uh, number one, it's a little on the cool side. It looks like it's wet, too. You had some rain here. Yeah, we had about two inches of that slow, dribbly rain. It's really made things pretty soft. I will tell you, though, I uh, came around the lake, and I'm talking about Lake Red Rock. Yep. And uh, it's on the low side. It's very low. It's the lowest yeah. I've seen it for years. So how, how's your rain been throughout the year? Um, very spotty. If you're around the lake here, we were about eight inches ahead of everything else. Um, when you get south, like towards the Bussy Attica area, yeah. it was very dry. Um, over towards Oskaloosa, we were dry, but we had timely rains, and so that those timely rains really helped that crop. Well, you're on the board of the Iowa Corn Growers. Yes. And uh, we want to talk a little bit uh, about not so much growing corn, but uh, using corn. Yep. So one of your charges is uh, kind of finding new uses for a product we do very well here in Iowa. So I'm on the research committee, and uh, we're working extensively to try and find new uses for corn, um, new plastics that we can produce corn uh, produce out of corn. Um, one of the things we've been involved in a lot lately this past year is um, making fabrics out of corn. Making fabrics? Yes, so like your Lululemon clothing, um, some of those type of products are made from corn. There's a new plant going now, up. Now for folks who may not know what Lululemon is, because they're, they're a little on Their the... wives will know. Uh, yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. I, I would call them probably like the designer high-end uh, you, you wear the label instead of curl it under like I do yeah, on my clothing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, but there's a new plant going up at, at uh, Eddyville adjacent to the Cargill plant that's going to use about 30,000 bushels a day to produce fabric. No so, kidding. So that's the What's start. What's it look like? What's the fabric look like? It just looks like everything that we have on right now. Um, there's several companies that are doing it, and 
you can't tell the difference between that clothing and the clothing we're wearing right now. 30,000 bushels a day. Yes. Son of a gun. A good local market, then. That's a very good local market. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what's the next aha moment, do you think, uh, for, for corn? For corn, um, I think, you know, we need to keep hammering on biofuels. Um, the next aha is, is, you know, we're working into a lot of plastics. You know, that's some of the stuff that Iowa Corn has been very involved in. Uh, at some point here, um, we will have some newer um, products coming out that um, I think would have the potential to be some, some big con uses of corn. Well, we continue to do a fabulous job at producing corn. Yes, we do. And we'd like to find those aha moments to continue doing a fabulous job at using corn. Yep. We've got a lot of competition in the world. i got to tell you, uh, right now, uh, we're not the, uh, we may be the most abundant supply in many areas, but we're not the cheapest. We're still getting undercut on price. We are, yeah. And part of it's logistics. Yeah, oh yeah. You know, right now, you know, the Mississippi River is really low, so their cost to deliver to the Gulf is, is higher. Um, you know, this, this drought situation that we've had for several years in the Midwest is, is kind of hurt some of that stuff. Uh, but you know, those, everything will change. You know, Brazil and Argentina, they'll have a dry spell where, where they won't have the most abundant supply and it'll, it'll turn around. Um, uh, we still need to, to do a lot with some of these other, uh, growing countries. Um, we spent a lot of time with the U.S. Grains Council. We had a group from South Korea out to our farm to look to buy corn. Um, at that time they were out, we were harvesting soybeans, but they were still interested in what we were doing. Um, we've had groups from South Korea, um, Vietnam. Uh, we've had some chi folks from China. But, you know, all those countries out there in that Asian Pacific area are all clamoring to buy our, our grains. Um, you know, we, Iowa Corn also works with the U.S. Meat Federation, and so they want to they want to buy better cuts of meat to feed their folks. Yeah. Um, you know, those folks are emerging from a third world status, and those folks want to want to have a better food supply. Isn't it uh, kind of gratifying knowing the world wants to that product that you're growing right here? Yes, uh, near uh, Knoxville, Iowa, near Otley, uh, Iowa. Visiting with Iowa corn grower Steve Kuiper, he was hosting a recent Big Show broadcast on his farm in Marion County. Well, we talk about the fence line as being a production of the Coalition to Support Iowa's Farmers. Let's check in with Brian Waddingham. We are talking uh, on the telephone line with us as well, uh, Brian, to one of our Oregon Good Farm Neighbor Award winners in the past. We have Stu Swanson, uh, who's with the Iowa Corn Growers here. and We are being brought to you, of course, by the Iowa Corn Growers today. First Vice President Stu Swanson back with us. Hey, Stu, how you doing? Uh, uh, again, I wish you were here with us today. Yeah, I would love to be there as well. Uh, we were hoping we'd be a little more. I'll bet you would. <laughs> A little, little bit of rain slows progress down, but uh, looking to get back at it. Well, let's talk a little bit about uh, what's going on with the Iowa corn growers. And uh, we heard from Steve Kuiper a little bit ago, or Steve's farm, by the way, near uh, Knoxville. And he was talking about investing in programs from a corn grower perspective, like the uh, U.S. Meat Export Federation, U.S. Grains Council. Why is that important to you guys? Yeah, the long history of, of the relationship between uh, livestock producers and crop producers uh, it plays a part in everything that we do. We understand the importance of, of us raising a crop that the livestock people need. Uh, we can use some of our byproducts that we produce from ethanol plants to help feed those livestock uh, species. And then, of course, we need uh, the manure coming back to our operations. It helps... Uh, that sustainability 
part of, of row crop production that's very important to the state of Iowa. But we need we need feed business, we need export business, we need the ethanol business, and some of those exciting things like Steve talked about as well. But uh, it takes that starting relationship between the coalition uh, of farmers working with neighbors uh, to help develop those products that we need to export around the world. Stu Swanson, board member with the Iowa Corn Growers, talking about the importance of a group like the Coalition to Support Iowa's Farmers for the Livestock Industry here in the state. We are uh, here on behalf of the Iowa Corn Growers Association today, being sponsored and hosted at the uh, Kuiper Farm here in uh, Marion County. And uh, we are also, uh, of course, uh, presenting uh, Farming for Your Future Friday here on behalf of the Coalition to Support Iowa's Farmers. And one person who bridges both of those organizations, both corn growers and the coalition, is Jolene Reeson. She's in the telephone line with us. Jolene, Iowa Corn Grower Association president and Oregon Good Farm Neighbor Award winner. Welcome back to the big show. How are you doing harvest-wise? We're, we're shut down for right now. We had quite a bit of rain here the other day, so probably about if if the rain wouldn't have been, we'd have been done this week. But uh, we got a, probably three, four more days to go before we'd be done. So anyway, it's cold, and and you know, and, and I know the you know coalition support farmers works a lot with the livestock. And I just want you to know, I'm watching the gate as we're doing this, and and we are betting cattle because it's going to get cold up here. So. But, uh, yeah, uh, I was very honored with my uh, uh, um, award, the Oregon um, Award. It was amazing. It was a, a tremendous program. Um, I, honest, I was so humbled in receiving that because, uh, to be honest with you, I don't think I do anything different than any other farmer out here in the state of Iowa that do. If somebody needs help, you just, you know, make the call or you just show up and you do your thing. And that's, uh, to me, that's that's what being a good neighbor is about, and, and that's what, being Iowan is about. I, we're just that way, and I'm just so proud of our state. It's just, uh, um, I think a lot of states are envious of of what we have here. Well, Jolene, I'm gonna hop in there and uh, say that we are looking for our next batch of Oregon Good Farm Neighbor Award winners to honor next year. And you can nominate your Good Farm Neighbor by going to the website supportfarmers.com. Again, supportfarmers.com. And uh, we'd love to be at uh, your farm just like we uh, visited Jolene's farm and just like we have uh, visited the uh, Swanson Farm. Stu Swanson on with us a little bit ago, also one of our Oregon Good Farm Neighbor Award winners. Jolene, I want to talk a little bit about how the corn growers, though, mesh with the livestock industry. Uh, the coalition uh, represents uh, livestock folks, livestock producers, and they uh, keep up on rules and regulations and things uh, in the uh, livestock area. Uh, corn growers, though, that livestock uh, industry is very important because it takes a lot of corn, only second to ethanol, I believe, in uh, the amount of uh, usage that uh, comes out of our cornfields. Correct, correct. I mean, so livestock is, um, next to corn growing, uh, the ethanol part of it is our number one consumer of of our, our corn and, and, you know, and, and by doing that, we are value adding our corn. So we're making jobs, we're making great communities for everybody out here in rural, in rural Iowa. So it's just a super, super important uh, industry to us in the Corn Growers Association. We certainly can't run it all through ethanol and, and, you know, besides the ethanol, we have the, the byproduct there as to, uh, you know the DDGs, which goes right back into the livestock industry. That so, so we're value adding and making a great product. 
We'll talk a little bit about the uh, future of uh, corn growing here in the uh, state of Iowa, Jolene. Uh, uh, you're talking to some uh, young folks, and they're getting excited about uh, agriculture, and that's uh, one of our staple crops here between corn and soybeans. That's uh, kind of what we do very well here in the state of Iowa. What's the future look like? Well, I think it looks incredibly bright. I have, I have my two sons are back with me on the farm. By what we do with the Corn Growers Association, we help to build markets. We we work with the MAP and FMD to get foreign markets happening. Um, we have to export. We're, we are so good at what we do. If we don't export, um, it hurts our prices. So uh, we work on that all the time. That is like number one, number one of the number one things that we that we do work with um, with the Corn Growers Association. So just know that we are working hard to find more markets and to find um, new uses for our corn. So basically anything oil can do, corn can do better. Hey, Jolene, thanks so much for talking to us a little bit today. Jolene Reese, an Iowa Corn Grower Association president, Oregon Good Farm Neighbor Award winner as well, as we continue talking about uh, farming for your future Fridays here on the big show on behalf of the Iowa Corn Growers today and the Coalition to Support Iowa's Farmers. And we are going back out into the field talking about corn market development. And we are talking about farming for your future here, being brought to you by the uh, Coalition Support Iowa's Farmers, and as you mentioned, supported today by the Iowa Corn Growers. Ryan Sowers, uh, Vice President of Market Development at uh, Iowa Corn. And uh, Ryan, we have been talking about uh, the fact that we do a whale of a job producing corn. And one of the charges uh, of the uh, corn uh, growers is to find something to use this corn for and some new uses for corn. And that's uh, kind of where you uh, come in here, market development. Talk a little bit about uh, uh, partnerships you have to, to help soak up this corn crop we have. Well, thanks, Bob. Thanks for having me. Uh, you know, one of the things that we, we're we pretty proud of at Iowa Corn is really working to expand markets for corn in all forms. Uh, just recently, I had the opportunity to go with the U.S. Grains Council over to Vietnam and uh, we were able to sit down with the Vietnamese government and, and uh, really have some uh, very uh, in-depth conversations about how we can get more ethanol moving into that country. They want to use that ethanol uh, to help them decarbonize. Uh, they see it as an opportunity to do so. And so uh, that's just one opportunity that we had with the Grains Council. We also work a lot with the U.S. Meat Export Federation. Uh, that's been a great organization. Uh, they primarily focus on beef and pork exports across the globe. And when you look at all the beef and pork exports that were exported last year, it, it contributed to about a dollar per bushel uh, of U.S. corn value uh, in the United States. So those are two really important organizations that we help support. Well, uh, and the livestock industry, we talk about the ethanol industry, and you hit that. That's our number one user of, of corn. Livestock industry, a close number two, though, and it's a very important industry, uh, especially when you look at ethanol, you get livestock feed out of that as well. You do, yeah. You get, uh, obviously, well, the ethanol, you get the DDGs from the, the ethanol, but then uh, from the livestock side of things, uh, you know, the, the the livestock side is just the biggest demand for corn. When you add the DDGs in and you look at the, the corn usage, it's the largest consumer of corn today. Talk about developing markets and new markets. You mentioned Vietnam. Uh, I would think that's probably uh, on the smaller side, uh, but still a, a, a new market. Where, where else are corn growers looking to develop markets? Well, we're working a lot in the United States as well. Obviously, we're working to get year-round E15. Uh, that would help a lot for demand for uh, U.S. corn. Uh, but we've also, uh, we're doing a lot of work on just uh, on the ethanol side as well when it comes to uh, working with uh, retail partners like Quick Trip and some of the other retail partners. 
Uh, we're working in California. You know, California is one of the largest ethanol markets today, and so uh, it's a 14 billion gallon gasoline market. And so, uh, and when you look at the spread between gasoline and ethanol out there, it's about dollar fifty to two dollars a gallon. So there's a huge opportunity for ethanol in California uh, to to expand that market as well. I know there's also a huge uh, opportunity to develop in the airline industry. There is, yeah. We're spending a lot of time on sustainable aviation yeah. fuel. Uh, that's that's a very important market as you look into the future. Bigger, bigger than automobile market. It, it is. It, it it could potentially be. You know, we don't want to take our eye off the ball when it comes to the the on road uh, fuel use. But at the end of the day, sustainable aviation fuel is certainly a, a big one coming. Uh, you know, there's there's a lot of work that's going into that in terms of getting the modeling right, uh, getting carbon capture in place to be able to do that. But those are very very important future markets for us. You know, uh, we talk about carbon capture and we talk about soil health. And, uh, you know, we may be getting a little far away from the actual corn production side, but that's more and more the watchword and the buzzwords uh, when we talk about row crop agriculture and, and from the corn growing aspect. It is. It is. Uh, and at the end of the day, we just got to look for these new markets because, you know, as you look at, you kind of mentioned it, but, you know, the American farmer, U.S. farmers, they continue to do what they do. They grow a lot of corn. We're going to have a lot of corn left at the end of this year. And one of the things that we're working hard on is to look for new markets for corn to, to uh, and find new uses. And when you look across the globe, you've got a lot of competition, right? Brazil's coming on really, really strong. And so we've got to continue to look for those new uses for corn. And it looks like Brazil's going to be uh, coming on with even more acres next year. They are. Yeah, they're they're coming on strong. And uh, when you look at countries like China, China's bought a lot of corn from us. Uh, they're going to be down there sharing their overall uh, purchase from us, but they're they're buying more from Brazil. And so we've got to continue to find those new uses. Number one market for Iowa corn. This may surprise some folks. What's the number one market for Iowa corn? Uh, number one market for Iowa corn, uh, well, it's livestock demand. Livestock demand, uh, ethanol demand, but uh, Mexico probably Mexico. Uh, That's our right. largest receiver of uh, corn. Now, we have a tremendous uh, geographic advantage moving into Mexico. In other words, we're sitting right uh, next to the country. But when you we talk so much about you know the overseas market, we talk about China, we talk about uh, uh, in getting into the overseas market. Mexico, uh, probably the uh, biggest uh, user of, uh, of corn. They are the biggest user of corn, and they're also the biggest user of DDGs. And uh, we, we have uh, come to a situation uh, right now where with uh, white corn in particular, and not what we grow here in Iowa, but white corn in particular, is uh, a, an issue with, uh, with Mexico. Hey, thanks so much for talking to us a little bit today. Yeah, thanks for having me, Bob. Yeah, we certainly appreciate the uh, Iowa corn growers and the Iowa corn producer and the fact that uh, they're our sponsor today. Iowa corn, our sponsor today during the uh, big show, also along with the coalition to uh, support Iowa's farmers. We're talking about farming for the future. Farming for the Future Friday is a series we're starting here during the big show today, and we're going to continue that on right on uh, into the uh, first couple of months of uh, next year. But it's uh, going to be something uh, we're going to be talking about with our producer groups and also uh, led by the coalition. And a reminder, you're listening to The Fence Line, a production of the Coalition to Support Iowa's Farmers. Well, let's get back out to the Kuiper Farm and wrap up our broadcast on behalf of the Coalition and the Iowa Corn Growers. We're just a stone's throw away. In fact, up, up and uh, over the hill from Lake Red Rock. So a beautiful area uh, of uh, south-central uh, Iowa. And uh, we are talking right now with uh, Brian Waddingham with the Coalition to Support Iowa's Farmers. Brian, one of the things uh, we want to talk about is uh, the series coming up that we're going to be running into the first couple of months of the year, uh, the Farming for Your Future Fridays. Uh, and uh, we're kind of looking uh, forward uh, to the uh, upcoming year in uh, Iowa agriculture, in particular in livestock 
agriculture uh, as well. And uh, planning for the future, that's kind of what you guys do with the uh, coalition. Yeah, that's right. Uh, We thought this would be just a great way to get the word out on programs and cost share options, uh, low interest loans. If anybody's out there that's considering putting up a new livestock barn, maybe um, closing down some open feedlots to put up a barn, uh, there are options out there. So we really wanted to delve into that a little bit and highlight some of those things that are available to livestock farmers. How can folks get a hold of the coalition? to find out more. Best way, give us a call, 800-932-2436, or you can find us on the web at supportfarmers.com. Supportfarmers.com, that's where you find the Coalition to Support Iowa's Farmers. Hey, speaking of someone who has used the services of the Coalition, Mike Versteeg is on the telephone line with us. Mike is also Iowa Corn Grower Association District 1 Director. Uh, first-hand experience working with the uh, Coalition. Mike, I believe uh, you uh, worked with these folks to sign in a pig barn at your place. That's right, Bob. We're up here in uh, livestock-heavy northwest Iowa, Lyon County. Well, talk a little bit about uh, working with the uh, coalition. How did you get started with them? Uh, what was your first step? Well, I actually got a hold of them through there at the farm shows, so they're easy to get to hold, hold of there and visit with them. And uh, got to work with them to help us site, pick a good site for a uh, hog barn and uh, you know livestock farmers are great at taking care of their animals and the coalition to support iowa farmers has the staff that's knowledgeable about different government and environmental regulations that we need to abide by so they're just a wealth of information for helping any livestock farmer well, we say they're the livestock folks here in the state of Iowa. They have the answers to your livestock questions. Again, uh, the website uh, to find out more is supportfarmers.com. Mike, talk a little bit about how the uh, Iowa Corn Growers Association and corn growers inter, uh, uh, kind of work with that livestock industry and the importance of the livestock industry to row crop agriculture. Well, by the corn growers uh, helping out the coalition to support Iowa farmers, we're we're allowing livestock farmers in the state to uh, be more productive and to be, um, you know, help them find the locations they need to site these hog facilities or, or beef facilities. And um, through that, they can utilize more, you know, they can feed more livestock and utilize the corn that we grow. So it's a great, it's a great combination. Mike, what are some of the things uh, you're working on uh, in uh, the the committee area with the Iowa corn growers? We're always looking at ways to uh, promote corn by um, helping livestock producers, whether it's through the coalition or through um, U.S. Meat Export Federation um, and supporting their supporting U.S. Meat Export Federation through um, promoting meat exports around the around the globe well we certainly appreciate the work that the iowa corn growers do and if there's uh uh any uh you know wonder what some of these organizations do for agriculture you need a strong voice and you need a united voice and that's what the iowa corn growers do they work on things like crop production but they also work uh, more importantly or most importantly on future uses for corn and finding better and uh more uh 
diverse ways of using this corn crop here in the state of Iowa. Mike, thanks so much for visiting with us a little bit. Mike Versteeg uh, with us. A couple of points of view talking from the Iowa Corn Growers Association and uh, also as uh, one of the folks who have used the Coalition Support Iowa's Farmers uh, Services. And uh, Brian Waddingham back with us. Now, Brian, uh, Mike is a uh, uh, livestock producer in a uh, very uh, big uh, pork-producing area of the state. You work with all species of livestock, though. Yeah, that's right. Uh, any species of livestock, any type of production practice, uh, we work with all livestock farmers or even aspiring livestock farmers wanting to get a foot in the door with livestock. Now, we are talking with the Iowa Corn Growers today. You're uh, supported by the Iowa Corn Growers plus other commodity organizations. Yeah, that's right. There's eight other uh, farm and commodity groups that uh, make our work possible to go out and visit with farmers, uh, all at no charge and completely confidential. Now, who should be calling the coalition? You know, I think uh, anybody that's looking to grow an existing farm or, uh, again, start their own livestock operation should give us a call. Uh, no matter what it is you want to do, there are rules that are going to impact that. So we can just come out to the farm and help interpret those rules and how they apply to your specific farm. Yeah, some of the things that uh, I've asked you about in the past, uh, anything from rules and regulations might be coming out of the Iowa legislature, anything new that might be coming up. Uh, I've even asked you if there's uh, DNR inspections going on in the state. Yeah, that's right. There's a lot going on, a lot for farmers to be aware of. And, and if we can just help ease some of that pressure, take their mind off that and let them focus on their livestock or their crops, uh, you know, that's really what the coalition's here to do. How can we get a hold of you guys? Give us a call, 800-932-2436, or find us on the web at supportfarmers.com. Brian Waddingham with the Coalition, uh, talking a little bit about how we can find out more about some of the programs being offered by the Coalition to Support Iowa's Farmers. Well, friends, that's going to wrap up today's podcast. Thanks for joining us. A big thank you to the Iowa Corn Growers. And also remember, The Fence Line is a production of the Coalition to Support Iowa's Farmers, where you can find out more at supportfarmers.com. Bob Quinn here, and I'll be talking to you again on the next edition of The Fence Line.